Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal in sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jay Park. Oh, welcome to it. What's going on? What's going on? That is the voice of Brandon, and I am Joey. We're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I feel like it's going to be a great show. Now, off air, Brandon, we were talking about Gnarls uh, Barkley's Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I was telling you, I remember when that came out, I was a DJ at Fun Zone Skate Center here in Montgomery. Wow. Yeah, well, I started as game, or no, I didn't start as game tech. I started as, like, a game attendant. And then just worked your way up from there? And really all game attendant, yeah, meant was, uh, like, we had a rock wall, so we put harnesses on little kids, make sure it's on correctly, or run the bumper cars, or the flight simulator machine, or whatever. Oh, basically, you was the guy on the sideline who mm-hmm. hit on the soccer moms, you know what I'm saying? Oh, just... no, man. I like, didn't like, have like, any like, game like, back then. Like, oh, you have a nice son. So what's your name? Yeah. You know me. I'm yeah. already insecure and self-conscious. Yeah, you, Can you imagine me in high school? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll give you, you know, that one. I'll give you that one. You know? Okay. So I worked my way up. First off, people do not realize. Well, maybe if you're a parent, you do. Small children, they're the future, no doubt. They're, the, they're usually our hope in this world. I mean, they often teach... Parents more than parents teach them. Which, which I think is the problem now. Yeah, it it is, but it's... I think nobody's ready for parenthood. Maybe unless you've actually been a parent before. But here's my point. Despite all these things, these children, they smell. You put on a rock wall harness to a hundred-something kids in a night. They smell. They're petulant. They're not my kids. Thank, thank God. I'll say it. Well, well, thank God I don't have to deal with them well, all the time. Well, well, like you said, you're thinking of high school. You're thinking preteens. Mm-hmm. They don't quite know their bodies yet. Right. They're sweating more than usual they're because not they're nervous. No deodorant. Well, they probably don't know to just yet because it's funky in there in a bad way. <laughs> it, oh, and then after they've been skating for an hour or so, I would have oh, gone on the rock man. wall. Oh, man. No, no, no. But anyway, we heard Gnarls Barkley. And just took you back there. Crazy. Man. For the first time in that place. And that's when a lot of the. Uh, oh, yeah. Crunk style. Lil John, like Lil John, basically couldn't do no wrong back then, and then Niles Barkley just comes from left field. Like, who is this? And so we were both like, "Have you heard the?" Sa-? I asked, "Have you heard the sample that what they Niles Barkley sampled from?" And we were talking about that, and we thought we should probably play that. Yeah, and this is uh, Gianfranco and Gian Piero Reverbi. I, I guess it's I don't know what language that is. Maybe Italian. French. French. Oh, you can hear it from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Guitar wrist right there. And those background singers. 
trying to kill Bill. Uh, Preparati Labara. This must mean the mind of Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. And Tarantino oh, yeah. calls back these old films, too. That's, like, it just, I feel like something epic's about to happen. <laughs> We're just sitting in a radio studio, but don't you dare pull your pistol on me, man. Exactly, exactly. Like, somebody's just going to open the door and just draw on us. Yeah, well, and it's not going to be, like, all of a sudden how it actually happens, like, real sad. As soon as, like, going to slow-mo and you see the gun come around the corner. And, and then we just kind of dive into slow-mo. Exactly. <laughs> man, that's epic. Oh, that is nice. Oh, that's going on the Spotify playlist? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I want to put the top down because springtime is allowing for top down. Oh, yeah. I want to put the top down, put this on blaring, and just ride into the sunset. Could you imagine that, dude? Oh, yeah. With, with the scarf on, oh, top man. down, and just yeah. this. Oh, man. You, yeah, you, but the scarf really only you, plays you are, in winter. You're about to be the man in the summertime. Well, I'm, I don't I'm know why you're refusing. It's, it's coming. Well, but I've hit some goals, Brandon. Okay. I've been doing the yoga now for eight, nine months. Okay. How's it, how's it going for you? Great. The whole point of it was to lose some weight because I've been up here eating whatever the hell I want and not working out at all. Well, well, well that's why they call it winter weight. Well, but it was winter weight carrying on into the summer. And it wasn't like I'm some big fat guy. Uh, it's more, I'm, I have a, sm- I'm a small frame, so I got skinny fat. Okay. Like, they're really rocking the dad bod. And I own the dad bod for a while. As I said then, the dad bod abides, it still does abide, but I'm not a dad. Exactly. Like I said, I think kids are smelly. And if it's my own child, maybe it'll still smell, but I love it because, <laughs> you know, it's mine. But you know what, somebody like you, I can see, I can see you having a daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably so. But, uh... So the yoga, it wasn't just losing weight, though. It gave me, like, functional strength. Like, I didn't want to go into the gym somewhere and, like, throw out my back or something, which I did ha- in high have, school. Have some muscle-bound dude sit up there and say, right. you can do it. No, I can't. No, I can't. No, I can't. No, I can't. Oh. Or, or it's worse if you if you get that good-looking chick that you're trying to impress. Right. And then you throw out your back and it's like, And you're oh distracted by the yoga pants. Oh, and it's God. like, use it as motivation. Don't look, you creep. But you're going to look. Exactly, of course. Don't leer. Don't stare. Uh, exactly. Glance. As, as, as uh, my uncle used to say, use your peripheral. <laughs> you know, look straight ahead. I'm looking at her, but I'm looking straight ahead at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But So I'm now at a point where I've lost the weight. I'm going to keep doing yoga. Okay. And I'm going to add in some other workouts, uh, maybe build some muscle. But I'm thinking of a new diet. Now, most of my life, people told me, well, when you grow up, you'll like salad. And to quote Ron Swanson, no, I don't want a salad. I'm not a rabbit. Don't give me just lettuce. And I'm not going to... And then you see people drenching their salad and now, all this dressing. Now, now like, the, 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 problem, the problem I have is you think about a regular salad, but, you know, most people are like, oh, okay, I can eat salad. I can just put the stuff I want on it. Mm-hmm. Well, after you've put the grilled chicken... The cheese, the olives, the, uh, all this extra stuff is not even really a salad And then anymore. drenched it in some fatty dressing. Yeah, yeah. Even the fat-free dressing is right. not fat-free. And Come on the now. Fat-free stuff's weird. I don't even mess with that. But what I'm going to do is a diet that has essentially been my diet for most of my life because I don't like vegetables. I'll eat some fruit. But, you know, I don't 
go out of my way to find a banana or well, an apple. Well, well, I try to tell people this. Take what you normally eat and just portion control it. Mm. You know, instead of having, you know, like if you, like like me, I'm a big fried chicken eater. Oh, yeah. Love buttermilk me fried too, chicken. Me too, man. Very good. Which, what's the best place? We'll give them a free plug. Is it KFC, Popeye's, churches? Uh, actually, it's the little mom and pop spots. Yeah, usually. Like, like over there off Air Base Boulevard. Yeah. Oh, man. Those, you, you can't beat them. And right, right. the thing is, instead of getting those three and four pieces I used to get, get two pieces. Yeah. Load up on a little bit of vegetables, a little bit of rice, a little bit of gravy. See, I came across something, though, that a certain type of diet. It's a little crazy, but I think I'm going to try it. Mm, run it by me. Carnivore. Just straight meat diet. All you eat is meat and animal products. Yes. No vegetables, no fruit. Um, now no sweets, no carbs. Well, you're definitely going to have a lot of protein in your system. But it's not going to help for your bone development mm. or your blood circulation. Mm. You're right. So... Well, I'm going to try it, though. I mean, hey, I encourage you to, because I notice here, people are becoming more health conscious. Right. People are doing the diets. You you guys finally have a Whole Foods here. Yeah. I heard a Kroger is on its way, so yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm used I, to Kroger over in Auburn, and like well, I, Whole Foods is out of my way, but I'm going to stop at the freshest of markets, and I'm going to get myself <laughs> probably a ribeye for tonight. I, I'll put it to you like this. Uh, Whole Foods, try it for lunch one time. Oh, Just I, one time, yeah. go there for lunch, and they have excellent soups and I'm stuff working. like that. I'm oh. working all day. That's my thing, too. Well, when you have a day off. How about that? I never have a day off. And if I have a day off, it means I'm going to do something, which means I don't have the day off. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, f- I forgot. I forgot. I'm married to the job, Brandon. Which gives you a nice social life? No. <laughs> no, not really. Really? So, yeah, I'm a studio hermit, studio rat. I seriously am. Like, you can ask the other. You've met Seth. You've met 84. Yeah. Ask any of them. They've invited me to stuff. I don't go. Well, that's, af- that's after you've come from up here and you've given your all, you know. Right. Had a great show and stuff like that. So I kind of understand that. Well, I try, I'm trying to get out more. And I'm trying to look good. And I just like the idea. Now, now, now you know what? That's what kind of gets me because I'm not a big social media buff. Yeah. And... Coming here, I've kind of had to become that. Right. I've, I need to up my game as well. It, and it's weird for me, you know, because I don't post every day. I don't do Instagram. You don't all like the doing time. selfies? No. No, 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 no. I'll do it on occasion, but usually I feel weird about it. Exactly. Because it's, it's like now I have to sit here and pose in front of this camera, look like I'm having fun. Right. Or make something look spontaneous when it's not. Well, I'll do. Uh, Sometimes ridiculous poses. That's oh, what yeah. I'm going to start doing more to, often to make it too. funny. Yeah, and those see, sort of things. And see, um, some of the things I've been shooting on my Instagram has been like art and murals downtown yeah. that I didn't even know existed. Some very cool ones. Uh, very cool ones, uh, especially that one with uh, Nat King Co. They have a Martin Luther King one, and you know it's just and it's in like little hole in the wall spots that you would never look for art. Yeah, and it's just there. It's kind of cool. Did you see that Oprah segment about that the new center, Equal Justice Center, opening up? Yeah. What do you think? Mm. I mean, people not as a joke have been calling it kind of like Montgomery or the South's Holocaust Museum, and it's uh, almost like the same. And the, like, have you have you been to the one in D.C.? 
Not, not in D.C. I went as, uh, I was probably like 12, and uh, well, there's some just... things in there I can't unsee. There's actually a portion of that museum where they're talking about the experiments doctors did in the concentration camps, where actually the screens are in a pit, so small children can't see it. But I was big enough to where I could pull myself up and look down. I wish I hadn't. Um, well... And, well. Um, we have something similar in Michigan. Uh, we have the First Baptist Church, which a lot of people don't know. It's part of the Underground Railroad up yeah. north. And for our elementary trip, we took a trip there, which I would not recommend. <laughs> you know, because they're like, well, imagine, you know, over 150 people crammed in this one room. And it's like, you really don't want to imagine that. No. So, I don't know. I, I think the uh, big concert that's coming on uh, to open up the center, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm so young that when I see that, I go, well, that's, I, that's good. It, it seems like they're doing it in a tasteful way. It's not going to necessarily be to just shock. It's to inform because there are some people who don't know that stuff, sadly. Well, I was about to say, I don't get how, why not, because if you watch the History Channel, they, every year, have a new documentary on Adolf Hitler. Oh, on the on the Hitler stuff. I mean about the... The Holocaust. The, uh, that was part of it. Well, I mean like the lynchings here in the South. Oh, that, well, yeah. Right. You know, but a lot of people would rather forget. Yeah. You know, suck it up, it's over with, it doesn't affect you. Well, and it, one guy I heard bring it up... Um, a guy named Dan Carlin, his podcast, Hardcore History, mm-hmm. he talks about uh, his latest podcast of like five-hour thing called Painfotainment, where he asks the question, are we modern people really that advanced? And have we really progressed that much, like deep down? And this is the way he puts it. Are you and I, Brandon, different than, say the people who are in the Roman Colosseum watching prisoners or dissidents or whatever being fed the lion. Exactly, exactly. Because we probably would both like to think, oh, we are different, but if we're put in that situation, I mean, we go see movies, I'm sure, that have violence. Oh, of I course, have. of course. And that's, that's, where, that's where you get the whole conversation of, have we changed as a society because movies are even more violent now than they were back in the day? And it's weird in America in particular, you can show almost the most gruesome thing, but still even, like, a lot of stuff has been sexualized. Oh, of course. Uh, every, every, everything is. And I find that funny is because Americans are so Victorian when it comes to sex. It's like, oh, no, it doesn't exist. But right. in our movies, we can show a teenage girl getting raped. And it's like, really? Yeah. Like, come on now. But even in the movies, I... I I would say that they would be quicker to show, like, a rape or a murder or something like that before they would show an actual sex scene, like a hardcore sex scene. It's still put in the corner of this is pornography, which it is. Exactly. But I'm saying compared to other parts of the so-called West, the way we're almost quicker to go, yeah, violence as much as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just, just cover it up with with the action title or something like that and... Yeah, I, I guess so. I never really thought about it. Like I know. I think it goes in waves, like or in cycles. Like, I almost feel like today, kids younger than us are a little more uh, buttoned up. 
in regards to that stuff. I'm, I'm, not, being, I'm, I'm not even going to say that because okay. you have to look at the fact that like you have your cell phone in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like most kids have cell phones. Mm-hmm. The world is at their fingertips. Anything they want to look at, unfortunately, they can. Hmm. And it's hard to put child locks on a lot of these phones now. Well, I'm put, I'll put it this way. I have seen a lot through my phone through the internet. Exactly. But, but, but see, I don't go do stuff. Oh, okay. But think about us at 13 and 14 when HPO and all that first came out. Yeah. You know, the most we could get is a blurry picture and some sound. <laughs> True. These kids now, they have actual websites that are uh, dedicated to just that. Yeah. And it's, I can't imagine being a parent. Oh, and being really oh, worried about oh. this stuff. And, and see, I would advise a lot of parents, you know, like, I say between 11 and 12, you need to go ahead and just have that talk. <laughs> yeah. With us, it was like 13, 14. These kids now, 11 or 12. Like, hey, look, we need to talk about some things. <laughs> Your body's changing. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Need to, need to go ahead and have that talk. Because if not, these kids are sorely, like, even though they have more information at their fingertips... There's more misinformation out there. Well, and they're learning from the, lo- the wrong sources. Of course. Of like, course. you shouldn't learn what war is from, say, an 80s action movie. Uh, I think war's a yeah, bit yeah, different than yeah, that. Yeah, but the, but the movie Band of Brothers isn't the end-all, be-all for war movies either. Exactly. It's a little closer, but still it's sort of a... Um, it's heightened, like any drama is. Oh, well, well In of course. In the same way when it comes to having the talk, the birds and the... When you're talking about sex, like... You don't want to learn from people's uh, overwrought, in many cases, fantasies that you can find online. That is not how it is for most people. And, yeah, again, I don't have a kid. They're smelly. But uh, (laughs) I I feel for parents. I I really feel for parents who are worried about what the kids see. You know what? I feel more for kids because it's Mm. confusing to know what's what. Because you have the internet over-sexualizing you. Then you have, don't don't get me started on the schools. Mm. You know, teachers sleeping with the students. Where was I at when this started? I know. I'm, and it seems like every year it's like more and more teachers. I'm like, do we need to get a new dating site for teachers or well, something? And there, Yes, there is a double standard. Though I went off on this one story. I can't remember exactly. I think it was Connecticut. Where uh, a teacher was like a teaching assistant, getting her finalizing her teaching degree. Mm. She had this one 18 year old kid in her class. She's only like 21, 22. Okay. And not after she stops teaching those classes, she's still associated with the school, still getting her degree, but she's associated with the school as a track coach, which the kid's not even on the track team. And after that, he sees her around. The 18-year-old pursues her, asks for her number. They start hooking up. Somehow, somebody other than those two find out. And the state was wanting to charge her criminally. I need to see if there was a follow-up now, to that now, case. Now, but see, this, this she is... She should the, be fired? Fine. I don't even think that. Because it's only three years difference between them. Yeah, but, and, and plus, she's a track coach. Right. She's not your English teacher that you see every single morning. Yeah, but have you ever seen a 22-year-old English teacher quote Shakespeare? Oh, God. Why, why would you do that to me? Man, yeah, I know. And I had, I had English first thing in the morning. I hated that class. <laughs> you would have paid more attention? Oh, I definitely would have. I definitely would. Because the woman I had, she was in her 60s. 
But, she talked slow, and it was like, oh, my God, I got English. But it is weird. You're right. And maybe folks who have a few more years than us could give us some perspective of, I don't remember, I don't recall, it just seems like even in the last five years that you see a lot of these stories where these young teachers are sleeping with teenage boys. And, like, and it's, it's it's weird because during the late 80s, early 90s, it was teenage girls. Now it's like, okay, See, you know, the, then, guy, the guys are getting game now, I guess. But then you also do hear stories from the past. Like, I was 18, 19, I met this 30-year-old, and she taught me all sorts of stuff. And, like, people talk about it, what? but they don't, like, maybe it's social media. People no, knows no. know everybody's business now. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. We're in the social media age, but I can let you know, you know, especially back in Detroit, every hood had a chick that kind of taught the young boys, everything like, oh, you've oh, never, really? oh, you've never kissed a girl. Come here, let me oh. show you how to do. Hey, thank goodness for her, <laughs> because without her, most of us would not have had girlfriends at all. Most of us would not have known what we were doing. Mm. Nope, put your hand here, other hand here. <laughs> like she literally had to direct you, and just like she directed you, she directed your friend down the street Ugh. and everybody else in the neighborhood. Talk about a field trip. Oh, man. (laughs) No, I went to, uh, no pun intended, we went to Moundville. Have you ever been there? No. Yeah, Moundville is like a, and I was young, I don't remember a lot of it, but it was an old Indian uh, settlement, and their burial grounds, they would stack up bodies under these mounds, and they're like, I think the chieftain or the head of the tribe would be at the top like have a house at the top of this huge mound and you could climb up they're, they're preserved and now covered in grass and like you can walk up the mounds and uh we went to a selma civil war reenactment which i don't think is going on anymore they so, ran out so, of money well um I, see see as far as me i don't know i'm i'm really sick of the civil war reenactments yeah like there every state has one and it's kind of like okay civil war ended North one, get over it. Yeah, it's, but it's done. But even back then, war was so different. I, I mean, just think about if I had Vietnam reenactments. With well, that's what I was about how, to say. How how well do you think that would go over? That's what I was about to say. War changed. Like, even back in the Civil War, people would like take their at the beginning of it, take their uh, picnic basket out and watch the war, it, and 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 that was the war actually that kind of. Uh, foreshadowed how modern war would go. It got even worse in the Russian-Sino wars in the late 1800s. And that's right before World War One is the worst. But, I don't know. I, I remember going to that reenactment fairly fondly. And just like the stuff you see, it's like, people live like this? Exactly, like, exactly. they had to cut off that guy's leg? Because he got shot in the shit? Well, 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 you have to think, back then, they weren't even using metal bullets. They were using like little balls yeah them things could shatter but i'm with you it's like all right well and that's the one in selma that i went to on a field trip it's not there anymore well it's about it's to- like they they ran out of money i think they might try to get more donors but it just oh, didn't oh, happen oh, oh and it would be people who donate to it that's just yeah. like everybody who was getting mad that they were taking down the confederate uh general statues yeah. around around montgomery and stuff like that i'm like it's kind of about time don't you think? Well, I my point of view on that is I don't care. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, but at the at the same time, fair enough. At, at, the, at the same time, they ask us to move on. 
Bro, oh, yeah, I know. I see but where you're every, coming. Everywhere I turn around, it's like every reminder. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming of from. Of things past. I, I do see where you're coming from. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, again, I just, I kind of looked at those. Maybe it's because I just, I'm oblivious to a lot of these things. I'm in my own head. Uh, but I, I see those statues and go, man, that, that seems like a waste of money. But they didn't take but, my but, money to build it. Yeah, so. I, I was about to say, but we have high schools that are like Robert E. Lee. Oh, Jeff Davis. Exactly. Yeah. and But what would it be named to? What would be the new names? And then there's a big fight over the new name. Exactly. Well, you have entire towns who are named after. Oh, sure. You know, Prattville. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prattville High. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's history. It really is, though. It, it's history that certain people can't let go, apparently. Yeah. It is... Uh, well, I, I think some of it should be... I don't, I'm not into the idea of getting rid of history completely. I'm not talking about renaming the school. But if there is some, say, historical marker... Um, like, there's one that actually made me cringe. I think there's a building downtown that they uncovered when renovating it. Uh, the separate water fountains. It was really? in marble. Really? And when they're like, well, we're going to preserve it for historical. Like, just, and we're going to mark it like this is how so, it was. So, so people can actually see, see how it was. And I was like, okay, I get where they're coming from, but I was also like, what if somebody walks up on that and, for, and doesn't know it's a historical marker? Exactly, and thinks <sighs> things are still like that. Well, and then I'll get folks who are, we've had folks call in who are like upset about the Equal Justice Center coming up. It's like, why are we bringing this up again? Why in Montgomery? And I'm like, well... I, I mean, because on one hand, people tell you to move on. On the other, people like, oh, you need to remember. And it's like, certain which, things, which, yeah. which do you want me to do? Do you want me to forget or do you want me to remember? Right, and well, I've been reading a book called uh, *Sapiens*. Like, I, I should probably look into my own near history, like my actual ancestry. As far as I know, like my mom's side, my great grandfather, who I knew when I was a kid, um, he immigrated from Poland in like okay. the early 1900s. My dad's side, I'm not certain of where everybody's from. My my grandmother on that side, my dad's mother, uh, Helen, is from Minnesota. Uh, so, and thus, thus the Prince obsession. Yeah, that might be it. Exactly. But, like, I need to look into that. But I decided, because I'm doing not only this new diet where I'm just going to eat all meat, like a Neanderthal, just take down that mammoth. You, you, know, you know what you should do, though? Mm. You should do videos of, like, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And put it on your Instagram no, so people can follow along with you. I might. And, I might get know, a bone-in ribeye, sear it on both sides for two minutes, and like keep it going to get a little more on it. Baste that thing in butter, you but leave the bone on and bite it like a lollipop. Oh, man. Post you know what? Video. You're making me hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry, too. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, wow. We're way behind. We got to hit a break here, but... Uh, I think it's this. It just got me in that mood. Of, now I'm thinking about biting into a big bone-in ribeye steak. I'm thinking of a showdown in the old west. I'm just gnawing down on it as the music builds. We'll be right back, folks.
something funky right there. It is. I just discovered this yesterday. Looking at somebody's Instagram page. Oh, yeah. And like the floozies. Love sex and fancy things. Ooh. Sounds 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, no, but it's you know something's funky when it makes you go, ooh. Exactly. It just, gives, it just gives you that look. Like the first time I heard uh, Michael Jackson off the wall, I just was like, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. This is different right here. Now, the way the guy call off air, I thought we were representing uh, all the angles of this issue pretty well. And he was nice. Kevin was very nice about it. Uh, Shout out to Kevin. Uh, you know, if we're going to take down Confederate statues because of the sins of the past, mm-hmm. where do you stop? Because there are a lot of monuments that people don't even think of that, well, those people did a lot of crappy, very, well, for lack of a better word, evil or terrible things, too. Oh, of course. This country was built on that, though. Right. And But then there's one version of America, I think, though, that, and a lot of people, and I think they have a point, that that is most of human history. Exploitation... Uh, slavery, not and slavery, had a unique form here. Yes, obviously, uh, but most of human history is it's people been dominating other people using violence. I'm actually, and this is what I was going to talking about the history thing. Yeah, is I was reading a book. I'm on this 52 week challenge. Read a book a week. Reading Sapiens. Um, it's by Yuval Harari, and I talked about it some Monday. But he points out that. When we, when people, Homo sapiens, were hunter gatherers, life was actually pretty darn good. I mean, you could still, without technology back then, you know, something could happen, get sick, these sort of things. But the, he says the diet was actually pretty varied and, and well done. You didn't have to work as much during the week. Um, even your hunting and your gathering, collecting things and moving around to find things, only were like 30 hours a week. Um, well- well, 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 but you think about this. You're a hunter-gatherer for a certain area, and you work that area for a certain time. Now, as the weathers change, as the yeah. seasons change, you would just keep moving. You have to move. Exactly. So, I mean, as a society, what has changed there is, number one, we don't have to hunt and gather anything. Number two, we're not moving as much. But he said that we're good now. Yeah. Like, we're a lot better off now. But he said the next step, the agricultural revolution, was actually for in terms of standard of living, like how much food you were able to eat, how long you were expected to live. All almost every standard went down, which wasn't what I was taught as a kid. It's what they're finding, though. They what I was taught as a kid is once you were able to farm and have a reliable food source, and you could stay put, you'd have more time for leisure and to create culture. And well, 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 but you but you have to think about this. Everything is now GMOs. Everything's genetically modified. Everything yeah. is organic. You know what I'm saying? It's not... It depends on what type of how you are genetically modifying something is the it, way I would put it. it are it, you using... Uh, because, I mean, we for certain... Like, even Native Americans selected for certain types of corn. But yeah. if you're using some, I'd say, untested chemical that we don't quite know what, what, for what, what, mass what? production of a particular crop, that could be dangerous. Well, well the thing is, well, we, we splice the genes of this corn with this certain type of plant that weeds off bugs. So now we don't have to worry about the corn getting ate up. But at the same time, we don't know what effect that's going to have when we eat right. the corn. And But his point is that when we stop being hunter-gatherers, going to agriculture, 
almost all living standards by every measure go down except for more people are able to live and live longer not necessarily longer really yes and they think what happened is that it wasn't that people had more time to create religion it's that people these hunter gathering tribes came together because of versions of faith and worship and started building monuments started to congregate together and they realized oh we have all these people here we need to figure out what to do uh, and one point he makes is what's the one thing that put us in houses what domesticated us wheat we didn't domesticate wheat wheat domesticated us wheat spread all over the world and we got put in houses to harvest it and I was like this is fascinating and it wasn't until after the industrial revolution about mm. 200 years ago that you started to see marked improvement in the human living conditions like somebody from the Roman Empire or could have gone to the year 1800 in like the colonies and been like well the culture's a little different but it still makes sense exactly, exactly. we still I mean we, we ride horses y'all some cool gadgets uh, okay uh, we still have slavery alright uh, it makes a lot of sense but you take somebody from Rome and put them today you know what Mind blown. What happened? And that just happened in the uh, last 100, 200 years. Yeah. Alexander the Great and all that. Yeah. Well, Alexander the Great, man. That that guy's a perfect example of when you start to believe your own BS. Well, well, if everybody's telling you from birth that you're meant to be great. You are the son of Zeus. And when your mother is a cold-blooded killer... And like, and not just like, oh, to your face. She would be running some mafia here in modern day. Well, well but but you have to think a mother back then. I mean, you got to be a little cold and callous. Oh, but she was like, I think her name was Olympia or something like that. She was next level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next level. Oh yeah. Well, well, you think about this. They're just uh, premiering the new series, uh, Troy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About Helen of Troy. An entire country goes to war. Over a woman. Come, come on now. If that's not power, I don't know what is. Well, the the original Iliad, I wonder, because I've seen the movie, Troy. Yeah. Where it's it's like clear, okay, you stole my woman. And it's like, well, I see why you stole her, and I see why you're upset. <laughs> I, why don't you two fight? And, you know, that's fine. But why is everybody, well, because Agamemnon, they explain his geopolitics. He wants his war anyway. Whatever. That's his causes belly. Uh... In the, I think the original Iliad, the deal is, ah, I'm forgetting the Paris guy Orlando Bloom plays in the movie. Yeah, I think it's the one who never does any of the fighting. Let, yeah, lets his big brother do the fighting. I think it's something like he upsets the gods in some way, like he f- tries to find a woman more beautiful than Venus or something. I'm forgetting, but it's the, my point is like in the Iliad, it's not just human beings have their disagreements. Uh, it's that the gods got mad at the humans, so they're kind of playing at the same time and playing as puppet masters while humans also have their motivations. And uh, strangely, this guy in the book Sapiens said it's human beings' ability to do that stuff, to think, oh, gods are playing on us, that probably gave us advantage over, say, like Neanderthals. Well, yeah. A few other things. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, you have to think, the... 
The thing that gives us the advantage over the animals is the fact that we were able to congregate together and form towns. Yeah. You know, a lot of the early towns back then were, they had people who had to guard them. You know, because, hey, you don't want a tiger coming in during the night snatching a kid or something. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that, us being able to come together. And I find it weird that nowadays it's like everything is to drive us apart. Well, and it's it's like a competition over those symbols. Like, he makes a point that, like, Neanderthals could speak very well and could create language. But they were very literal. As far as we can tell, and the artifacts people have found, that, like there is the river, there is the tiger, there is the the world around us, and we can organize it a little bit. Sapiens, Homo sapiens, what we are would say, okay, yes, we can do all that stuff. Yeah, that's the river, that's the tiger, cool. But the river is also a symbol of the river goddess and the tiger is the tiger it, god who's vengeful. Not, 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 it would go beyond just not, the literal. Now, now, you know what? And I know my friends are going to kill me for saying this, but I used to say that. Like, Plato and all of them, yeah. if you listen to their early stuff, Plato and Shakespeare, they were early rappers. Okay. They would just come to a coliseum, oh, Homer, put on these plays yeah. and just, hey, and just spin these words. Oh, and some dealing with some hardcore issues. Exactly, especially Shakespeare, man. Oh yeah, Shakespeare's. Well, how about this one? Have you ever read Euripides' Medea? No. Medea is a foreign woman, but she's Jason. I believe his name is the king. Marries her. They have children together. But Jason's a little tired of Medea's ass. All right. All right. So he, it's like I'm gonna get rid of her. I'm gonna start sleeping with this other woman. And she finds out. And he, oh, he's like, she's foreign, so she's a little hot-tempered, and who who knows what she's going to do. And, and this punchline's nuts. She's like, okay, he's not just going to get rid of me. I know he's the king, and he probably can. So what's the one thing Medea can do to actually get back at Jason, the king who has done her wrong, thrown her away like a get, toy? Get pregnant by another dude. Mm-mm. She kills the kids. Ooh. Man. And I believe she's rewarded by one of the gods for doing so. But And it would have shocked Greek audiences. It shocks us today. But it's like, whoa! That, that just went from zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. Like, like she whoa. kills the kids. Like, wow. Wow! And then you think, okay, our culture is so violent and sexual today. Like, okay. Sure, but but you but could you imagine though a movie made by Steven Spielberg, written by William Shakespeare, probably be the greatest movie ever. I there's a guy named Kenneth Branagh who's done a bunch of movies, mm -hmm. um, and he's done a direct adaptations of Shakespeare to film that are pretty good. I like Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, Den huh. Who's in it? Uh, Denzel Washington's in it. Keanu Reeves is in it. Uh, Kate Ke Beckinsale is in it. Keanu has did a lot of films I did not know about. Oh, and Keanu Reeves, he's still kind of in that uh, Bill and Ted phase. Yeah. Where he's so he's a little stonerish, man. So, but he plays the bad guy, Don Juan. But it's a comedy, so the bad guy, you want him to be a little bit funny. But but you know, but you know, Ke Keanu has always played that role to me. The the yeah. surfer, the airhead, the whoa. He's kind of graduated though to some like wise yogi, like just this brilliant. Because he doesn't age. What's well, his deal? 
Well, him and Sandra Bullock. I don't know. Uh, like, there's some people you look at them going, like, "What are you doing?" Uh, you never know. Even they so Scientology young. is real. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy people. I said this last night, but I keep coming back to it. Like really rich, crazy people. Like, mm, I want that young blood. I'm telling you, I want a blood transfusion. Give me that young, young stem cells. Give me that stuff. Uh, but but you know here. what? When when technology finally breaks for us, you have to think. A lot of times it'd be 10, 15 years before yeah. that some rich person was like, you know what? I'm good. Oh, yeah. Well, and if they could prove that medically, I'd imagine people will do that. Yeah, but, but, you, but you think about the things that they probably could cure now, but they won't. Because they're like, uh, we're going to put 20, 30 industries out of business if we cure these diseases. I say so be it. I mean, no, if they could come up with a way to take care of your teeth without need of dentist, to hell with dentist. And I love you all. I know some of you. But, but, but to, if they don't have a right, in my humble what, opinion, what, 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 to what, stop people from bettering their lives. What, wait a minute, They're but, not owed a job. But, but at the same time, like, you're in the funk and stuff like that. One of the most prolific songs ever made said, for the love of money. Hey, people will kill yeah. their own brother. Oh, yeah, and the love of money is the root of all evil. Oh, of course. Greed is not good, Gordon Gecko. It's not. <laughs> How many times did he get locked up for that? I think, I think money is more than necessary in life. It, money helps us create a very complex economy and create a lot of innovations. Um, and to innovate our ways out of very difficult yeah, but, problems. But something, but something my granddaddy told me, um, the richest man in the world would trade it all yeah. for your good health. Oh, I I agree. For your good mental, physical health? Yeah. He traded it all. Like, here, take my money. Oh, and I think there's a certain point where if you are going after money for its own sake, money for money's sake, that the love of money, you don't understand what the point of money is. Because you'll just pile it up like Scrooge McDuck. You might even swim in it. But you're not going to be happy like Scrooge McDuck. He's a cartoon. Exactly. You're a real person. There are more fulfilling things in life. If you seek out fame for fame's sake, why do all these famous well, people go nuts? Well, 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 but you have to think about this. The Egyptians. The Egyptians even tried to take it with them. Hey, melt it down. Make a coffin. Bury me yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? People but, buried them with it, and then they got grave robbers. But if, if you view money as a tool in order to create and organize resources, I think you can... And it doesn't mean people will... But people have. Uh, if you can create incredible human capital uh, and actual capital resources and organize people in a way that uh, that gives makes them better off, while every, it creates win-win situation. But, who, sort of but who's going to do that? Also, we do, people do it all the time. That's I think the reason why. What I was saying about Rome, what happened in the last 200 years. Yeah, yeah but, but, but see, that, Rome, Rome fell for a reason. Rome fell because that system does not work. Well, but see, Rome did fall. Yes. But we haven't yet. And Rome had like 100% improvement in people's living standards. They did. Yeah. But they also, a, they also had the Colosseums, which a lot of people didn't. Then they were like, "Oh well, yeah, we know about the old movies," and but when that when that show Spartacus came out, they yeah. got a real view of it. Well, what we, actually happened in oh, the arenas? Oh, sure. And again, there's a lot of a lot of bad. But to compare us to Rome, there were a hundred percent increase. Ancient China, there was a hundred percent increase in betterment. You know, doubling of what people had. I believe in the United States, in the West alone, it's been something like forty thousand percent. 
and it's it, it's like a science fiction novel what's happened in fact so what got us there part of that was well number one ideas having sex like it's free to speak and say ideas but also there was a mentality that didn't happen for everyone immediately but the people who were running things went well those people running the town the little people so to speak if we leave them alone and let them do what they want to do they'll probably make themselves better off and all of us better off. It's essentially the idea of innovation and free exchange of ideas and making those ideas work and create new ideas, and then social freedom. Now, that, now that's the difference, social freedom. 